thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are solely those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. I'm Mike Gerdebeck. I'm Alex Corley. And these are our Soberless Thoughts. And there they pull up a chair and grab you around. I'm gonna yawn your tail that you might recognize about. Well, about how I got this this hair patch over the hole in my skull that used to be my left eye. And then, and then I'm gonna tell you about how I got this here hook in place of my left mitt. And, uh, yeah, it got kind of bad. And then I'm gonna tell you about how well, well, how my body got separated from the rest of my right leg. And then now I got this wooden pack I got here. And all, but it, it basically, it all was a married and danced together in the seven seas. And we see. But first, I wanna tell you about my quartermaster, Mr. Alexander Gorlai, and his. Endless supply of red stripe. Red stripe. <laughs> this is gonna be like when we did British accents the whole time and we fell off halfway through. I, I may. The red stripe is coming in fast, sir. Uh, we are drinking the red stripe. Uh, it it comes <laughs> off the zebra bow, just like you what. <laughs> Uh, I feel like we are doing pirates from two different <laughs> two different countries. <laughs> Mine's like straight out of Ireland. You're, <laughs> you know what? I swear, yours sounded like I knew it was a pirate, but part of me was sitting there like, dude, I swear to God, I had a mechanic that talked to me like that one time. I was like, well, what's wrong with you? Is your tailpipe is going up in there and there's a unicorn in there poking holes in the radiator. I'm like, what? <laughs> It's going to cost you at least $1,200. <laughs> hey, he's probably from North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that's how I learned recently that that's how they talk in North Carolina. On a, what? Oh, man. I, I wish I could remember. But there's a certain part on the coast of North Carolina where basically the people that live there still speak almost the exact same way that pirates spoke in the early 1700s. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I I went to North Carolina a lot as a kid. I got like family that lives there. And uh, I swear we went to some of these like pirate ships and stuff. And I noticed that was an ongoing theme along the coast. Yeah. Uh, like there was always like pirate. And doing some of this research, I realized there was a couple that, you know, stayed there, uh, yeah. lived there. Which I thought was interesting, but I did not. I never noticed if uh, anyone had like a piratey, jainty, jolly way that they talk, but also was like younger and probably not paying attention. <laughs> probably not. They're probably your tour guide. You just thought that they were doing that for fun. Yeah, yeah. They're like, no, that's really how I talk. <laughs> Shut sail. We go to the bus stop in the morning. <laughs> Oh man, uh, but yeah. So we are drinking the stripes of red, the red stripes. Yeah. Um, it is a lager based out of Jamaica. It is four point seven percent alcohol, so it's got a little bit of umph more than like a Bud Light or Miller Light. Um, 
I just saw a little fun thing on their website about the history of them, which, um, let's see, uh, 18, no, I'm sorry, 1918, Thomas Hargreaves get and Eugene Desnos uh, formed Desnos and Giddes Company Limited, setting the stage for the historic inception of Red Stripe Beer. Uh, 1928, first Red Stripe brand beer was brewed and becomes a milestone in Jamaican history. 1838, Peter Desnos and Paul Geddes take over the family business. Red Stripe beer has tapped into the core of the Jamaican psyche. And that was... (laughs) Uh, 1962, Jamaica gained independence from Britain. Many red stripe beers were consumed. So I'm guessing it was a, you know, obviously a British territory. Uh, 1970, uh, Desnos and Giddes become a publicly traded company. Red stripe is now synonymous with all things Jamaican. Uh, part of me feels like this just is like marketing history. Uh, 1971, the red stripe <laughs> stubby bottle was introduced. 2003, Red Stripe Beer received a gold medal in the Monday Selection. Red Stripe Light wins a silver medal. Was that like the Jamaican beer testing? Like the Jamaican beer uh, trophy awards? You know what? I don't know. You would think they would have got first place if it was in Jamaica. Uh, (laughs) I would assume. You said they they got the bronze? Silver silver no jamaica the light got the silver i thought the oh red stripe yeah red got stripe the gold beer received the gold yeah in the monday selection and the yeah. red stripe light wins the silver medal those it are is, the jamaican beer awards yeah yeah <laughs> i mean that is kind of the gist because i mean you know anyone can have an award yeah uh let's see but you know, I mean, there's tons of beers awards all over the place. We're uh, going to we're giving out the soberless thoughts, soberless thoughts host awards, uh, and Alex, you get the gold, I get the silver, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I was sitting there thinking, why don't we create our own beer award? I mean, we should. We, I mean, we all kind of do that with our mixed our, cocktails when our, we drink them. Yeah, as long as it's not a James Bond. Yeah, the James Bond. Like, we'll we'll print out a a double O seven, and that's like the sh- the the shit one. Yeah, um, <laughs> I like how we take in James Bond, who's known for like high class, fancy, <laughs> and we've turned him into the shit show. The, yeah. the dumpster fire like well, yeah. the you know the sewage juice and like <laughs> <laughs> uh that's funny um yeah. let's see 2005 it is export volume exceed domestic volume consumption meaning they're exporting more than they're drinking in 2015 they become part of the heineken family oh so yeah that's a little mm-hmm. fun history mm-hmm. of the red stripe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Heineken, Heineken, uh, which is not in Jamaica, uh, <laughs> owns uh, red stripe, but it is brewed and bottled. And does, that's funny. I, as I'm reading the back of the bottle now, brewed and bottled by Desnos Geddes Limited, Kingston, Jamaica. You know what's funny about that is the first time I ever had a red stripe 
as soon as I took a drink of it, I thought, this tastes quite a bit like Heineken. <laughs> uh, a little. I mean, Heineken's a little bit more skunky, but I, I see what you're talking about. It's definitely a brother. A brother of Heineken. Yeah. Th- to me, this is the, the chill... The chill beachy brother, like Heineken's, like the the like. I mean, Heineken in general, I think, is a little bit more of a successful company. So he's the successful brother, and this is the laid back pot smoking brother. That's kind of like he he still does good, but he just he's still living in his brother's shadow. Uh, <laughs> you you know, if you I don't even think he cares about his brother's shadow. No, he doesn't. But he's, he's living in it. up the sun. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> you ever seen the movie Black Sheep? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like Chris Farley and, and his brother's like the um, oh what the hell is it? he's like a senator or governor or something like that. Like yeah. there's that's there's always like if there's two brothers, that's always how it is. There's one successful one, and then there's one that's like yeah, he's trying. Uh, <laughs> Alex, I know you have a brother. Which are you? Yeah, he's trying. <laughs> <laughs> I know my place. <laughs> Why do you think I know so much about this? I've thought about this more than once. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes it. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's cute. He has a podcast. Uh, <laughs> He, he, let him have his fun. All right, yeah, let's try these things. The seas were off the portly straight ahead The booze ran out, the men grew tired And this is what they said Captain, if you cannot find a place to set her down Then you'll be sleeping right along with this vessel in the ground Yeah, it's definitely not as skunky as Heineken Yeah but there is, see, you say that on the aftertaste, and it would be the hops. I, I, you know what's funny is I've, I've, I've homebrewed before, and I don't know how they make the the skunk flavored. Uh, that'd be something I'd be curious to learn about, but um, it has a little, very teeny tiny, like, not the initial taste, but like that lingers after it for a second. That part is what reminds me of Heineken. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But it is very light, crisp. Uh, I know some people like to put uh, limes in it, which is always very tasty. Mm, Have you never put a lime in your red stripe? No. No, I have not. Dude. All right. Um, Next time, I don't know, we go to the pool, the beach, outside, where I just come over to your house. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll hang out on the back porch, uh, barbecue and some burgers, and uh, drink some red stripe with some wines. Yeah. All right. So we're talking about pirates tonight. R. <laughs> and uh, if you want to get into the history of pirates, you pretty much have to start all the way back. 
with Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. I mean, in a way, you're not lying. I mean, if you think about it, as long as people have been on the sea, there have been other people like, I want what they got. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because we have to, because you have to think about uh, the religious aspect of pirating. Did you even get into this? No. Dude, okay, so I would say the vast majority of all pirates were, <laughs> this is a fucking lie, Protestants. <laughs> okay. And they hated Catholics because in the golden age of piracy, yeah, they're, <laughs> the, <laughs> they, uh, there was a massive conflict at this part of this time in history between Protestants and Catholics. They were constantly trying to kill each other. Yeah. And a lot of them leaving Europe and whatnot to come to the New World. Right. Well, a lot of the English pirates and Dutch pirates and German and Irish pirates were all Protestants. And most of the ships that they attacked were Catholic Spanish ships. Mm. And the reason why they wanted to attack these ships, besides the gold and the plunder and the and the uh, <laughs> the heroism of it all, yeah, <laughs> was because they hated them damn Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, so basically it started all the way back with Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. See, I I totally get that because, uh, like I said, like, you know, in the golden age of piracy, um, as what we're kind of discussing right now, you know, a lot of that had to do with in the Caribbean, meaning like, you know, Haiti, Jamaica, uh, Barbados, like all of that, all the Gulf of Mexico ish up and down the coast of Americas. Um, you know, like so many left Europe because like, you know, I mean, hell that's why like most people came over here, like the shakers, the quake, the Quakers, um, the, the Puritans, the, the Protestants. Puritans, yeah, Puritans, yeah. the Protestants. Uh, I think I'm converting to Quakerism, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would suit my lifestyle well. Oh, yeah. You just Man. love oatmeal? Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the, that would be like my fifth religion in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, it's your life's not over. Keep keep looking around. Yeah, you yeah. gotta figure this out one yeah. day. I uh, <laughs> who do I pray to? <laughs> yeah, I just really like those shoes and hats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> I know a lot of um, what is that piracy? I, the funny thing is, like uh, going over all this history, um, which I feel like I'm. Not as prepared as I normally am, but like I know that a lot of the uh, you know the piracy actually started a lot of during uh, conflict between countries, uh, 
and they were um oh what is it privateers yeah well a lot of a lot of piracy was kind of like say i'm the king of a country of odenbeck land yeah and you're the king of gorleitis okay <laughs> yeah and i want like i'm basically poor and i need more money because i just was in a war with fuckface over there yeah and so but i don't want to get into a war with your country but i still need some of your shit so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna send military vessels basically to attack your gold chips and steal your shit and bring it back to my country but i'm not going to license it and i'm going to say i had no part of that i didn't even know that they even were doing that it's the original black ops yeah yeah when when they're like uh uh king mike did you know that uh you're robbing our ships i'm like no 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 if i see those people i'll behead them yeah and and then they come back and then instead i have fireworks and i'm like yay yeah Yeah. and you're like all right go do it again but if you might ask i don't we don't know each other exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) and you're right that's kind of like i wouldn't say black ops but more like like espionage Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's that's totally it yeah like okay you get caught we don't know you you yeah. don't work for us you know yeah that's exactly what it is granted you know espionage is more about gaining information back then it was like eh, we need their like you said we need their shit we need their gold right. we need their food uh, gunpowder i'm sure was a big commodity right so piracy has been around ever since the beginning of currency trade on the waters that's right piracy isn't just about copying movies onto other formats and then playing them at home for your own enjoyment that's true true. (laughs) as the fbi warns uh piracy is a crime it is a crime people (laughs) napster was not the original pirate (laughs) no i just i remember that do you do you remember that one that was like i swear it was like every movie there was a guy breaking into a mercedes and he had like a crowbar and he goes this is a crime and then it was like something else this is a crime and then it was like it was like somebody like giving someone else a dvd and this is a crime like like is it is it um And now we have entire platforms that are based solely on like Spotify. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, it's because they had to evolve. It's, they go, people are still going to like, people are still, don't get me wrong. People are still taking this stuff. That shit hasn't stopped, but the frequency has, because they've just like, look, you can have every movie if you just sign this thing. And a lot of people don't want to deal with like, I, I couldn't tell you how many computers I crashed because of LimeWire and the piracy <laughs> aspect of it. My right. f- my fucking computer got scurvy and yeah. it just pooped out on it. And uh, <laughs> because I was trying to watch Bad Boys Two, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you heard the song with the mermaids. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the mermaids sent me into the rocks. <laughs> right, bastards. Fucking lime wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah. So, piracy's been around <laughs> for, for fucking forever. Yep. Since there's been boats, basically. Yeah. And we are going to talk about, though, probably, I don't know what you looked into, but what I looked into mostly was the early 1700s, the Caribbean, that part of the era. The golden era. The golden era yeah, of no, piracy. That That's the one that has the best... Like I would, all right, let, let me ask you this real quick before we start diving into this too much. So, <clears throat> I realized in history there are some great characters, and it's like one of those things that like we all want to be, like, <clears throat> like, like if you had to be like a character in history, like a character like a pirate or a knight or a cowboy or a ninja or a samurai, <laughs> like what, like what, like out of all these kind of things like that, or if you're like female, you know, a prince, princess, a king, like that kind of thing, um, like, or a pharaoh, like what would, like what would you, what do you lean towards more when it comes to those characters of history? What type of character would I want to be? Yeah. I feel like I lean more towards the knights or the Viking warriors. Mm, Viking Warriors. God, that's a kinda that's kinda pirate and knight all wrapped into one in a badass form. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta give you that one. Like that was that was a perfect answer. Like it was like, hmm, why choose? Let's be it all. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, like that what made me think about it, because like knights always seemed cool. I always thought pirates were cool as shit though. Like even as a kid, I thought they were cool. Um but I was like, I, was, I know I was never like a cowboy kind of dude. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it's partly it's like my, my like my dad's a huge John Wayne fan, right? Loves it. But I noticed a lot of guys from that era because that's what they watched. They're they're like the cowboy. They're the cowboy generation. Oh so yeah, I, I, my dad too. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's the Duke, the dude. Like it's just that's their generation, man. They go into it like us. It's like I've always like curious to see what our generation is is there yeah. like are we are we astronauts are we like yeah. space travel are we yeah. pirates We're space pirates like han solo yeah oh fuck yes that's <laughs> there you go you you can have your vikings i'll be fucking space pirate all the way <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah so anyway, I just wanted to get that away because that was a question that was burning in my head as I was doing. Like, what about the different generations and the characters? Like, what would you be? Would you be a gladiator, like, you know, slamming a shield in some dude's like face, <laughs> like in the middle of a coliseum, yeah. or would you rather be like cowboys or like whatever? But yeah, anyway. Well, here's the thing about pirates, though, is it's uh, it's a field in which you are breaking the law, right? Breaking the law, breaking the so, law. So, in order to become famous, you have to probably eventually be caught. True. And that is why most of these pirates, which we'll probably talk about tonight, are even known to history is because of their 
because of their uh, trials that got extensive coverage in the newspapers at the time. Yeah. And basically, like, to sell newspapers, they, like, blew the fuck out, out of these people in their piracies and like the shit that they done to make them seem like these massive villains in order to sell newspapers basically oh that makes sense right it's kind of like the uh the gangsters of the like the 20s and 30s where like they were like like people admired those gangsters because of the publicity Exactly. But they were, but they were like stone cold killers and robbers. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. these are evil people. These are bad people. <laughs> I know. Uh, these are these are not heroes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and but but I mean like, I mean we're they're still celebrated, you know, to this oh, day. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing: what we don't know are the names of the successful pirates that didn't get caught that stole and plundered and killed and took their fortunes and then retired to a beach somewhere and lived to a ripe old age and died of natural causes syphilis right (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i mean no i totally know what you mean yeah it it completely makes sense yeah right so so basically when we're romant romanticizing about pirates we're basically heroicizing the fucking the losers (laughs) Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of losers, <laughs> first one coming up to bat. <laughs> uh, I currently have a pirate flag in my background. Yeah, he is flying his Jolly Roger. Flying my Jolly Roger, and the original jolly roger do you know who made the pirate flag what we know now as the skull cross and bones oh my god uh oh I, I, when i was researching this i met uh, no who was it his name was calico jack jack rackham all right and uh yeah before him there was they had different type they had different flags and they basically had different things on them like one was just like a full body skeleton one was like a heart with like a knife through it yeah. whatever they could do the, to make like make it look intimidating right? yeah they all they all had their different calling card right a pirate like saying like i even read that some of them would fly friendly flags and then they would put up their you know the red skeleton or i think uh who was it blackbeard had one that was like uh a skeleton cheersing like the devil with a bleeding heart next to it yeah well Jack, blackbeard's was a devil horned skull with a, like a glass like a wine glass and a bleeding heart yeah 
but yeah but so the the jolly roger though the skull and crossbones that has become synonymous with pirate flags right yeah that was originally designed by calico jack nice and uh he actually had a female pirate lover slash like first mate that uh was one of probably the most famous female pirate of all time do you know her name was and something and bonnie and bonnie i almost said Anne boleyn but that's not that's like henry the eighth's mistress uh (laughs) and bonnie and bonnie and she uh (laughs) she ended up getting caught with another (laughs) which is kind of weird like she ended up on a ship like running a ship herself yeah with another female pirate um whose name was mary reed yes and then she and mary reed got on the ship originally uh pretending to be a man which which Anne bonnie never did she was always they always knew that she was a woman they called her demon cat and a couple other nicknames that they had for her because Hell she yes. was she was supposedly like this amazingly skilled fighter when it came to battling other ships right yeah like she would be one of the first ones to swing over to the other ship and just start off and motherfuckers right and left like she was no bitch to fool with yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so this mary reed she also was equally skilled fighting and was a but was a female and she uh somehow disguised herself as a man for years as a pirate yeah and then it was Anne bonnie who basically outed her like bitch you're a girl <laughs> <laughs> like wait a minute yeah. hold on a second here you know and uh and then she she like then from the time that she was on the ship with with Anne bonnie that then she was basically out as a female at that point yeah and when they got captured by English uh, boats, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's so it, it's told that basically their entire crew freaked out, thought that they're all going to die, and like ran to the bottom of the ship to hide, leaving Anne and Mary the only two on deck fighting all these english soldiers and sailors that jumped onto their ship to capture them right yeah and that between the two of them they took out like a couple dozen soldiers before they finally captured them that's pretty badass i (laughs) i do hear i do remember hearing a quote that uh that uh, that was from ann bonnie though talking about her first mate who was this guy who was actually also her lover. Um, and the funny thing is, I guess he was one of the few that ran underneath the ship when they got captured. Yeah. And 
they they were sentenced to be hung and he was getting hanged and she said uh and i i think this is the quote i'm going to summarize a little bit if you would have fought like a man you wouldn't hang like a dog <laughs> was her quote to the guy she was sleeping with because he ran away yeah <laughs> yeah which i totally get i'd be pretty pissed too oh yeah but Anne and mary don't end up hanging yep because they they decide to so all show off their sensuality to a couple of guards yeah and end up both getting knocked up and in english law you can't hang a pregnant woman yep that's right so <laughs> Which is probably still true today. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, neither one of them are hanged. Mary Reed actually dies in childbirth. Her and her baby both don't make it. Oh, that sucks. And then Anne Bonnie uh, delivers her baby successfully, and the baby ends up being put up for like adoption, basically at that time. And uh, she escapes from the jail and is never heard from again. Did you hear about how she escaped from jail, though? How did she escape from jail? So apparently she was good at slighted hand and uh, what we would assume as uh, magician work or magic. Yeah. And that she bet the guard that she couldn't make a stack of of a stack of cards turn into a dove and she and the guy goes if you can do that i'll let you go and that this is the myth and the myth is she did it so somehow in a jail cell she captured a dove shoved it in a compartment into whatever the hell she was wearing and then somehow turned a stack of cards into a dove and they go and the guard and the guard being like a man of his word goes yep you can leave. I'm freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't burn her at a stake for witchcraft. If she yeah, did well, I think at that point, yes, a lone guard would have just been scared for his life. Like, leave, please. <laughs> I don't need this on my conscience. Right. <laughs> it's probably the father of the child. <laughs> probably. Probably let's was. Just, let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So another uh, famous pirate is Blackbeard. Blackbeard the pirate. Do you know about Blackbeard? I know a little bit. I know. Uh, I uh, which I, I want to pause real quick. I I did go over some interesting myths or uh, things that were true, corks about pirates, and one of them was they were open. You know, you gotta you gotta give it to them. The fact we just told this whole story about women being not only part of the crew but the captain that they were the first like open to, uh, like unisex like whoever. You yeah. want to be a pirate? Come on, you got to be tough as nails. We don't give a shit. Gender equality. There you go. Thank you for with the PC terms. You're welcome. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was one of the things that was like talking about uh, one of the equal equality parts of it. Well, I was just like, yeah, I dig that. That's kind of cool. That's and they're neat. also super progressive when it came to minorities as well. Yeah. 
And I don't know if you read this, but gay marriage. And and gay marriage. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They, they had their own like because, you know, I guess, you know, some ships didn't have the luck of having a lady on board and they would just be a bunch of sweaty dudes working all day. And finally, you're like, you know what? It's been 30 days since I've seen a woman. Hey, Ralph, you're looking pretty good over there, buddy. And sometimes it wasn't just a wham, bam. Thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, I guess they had a connection and they, um, they actually had a term, I forget the name of the term, but they would actually get like legally married. And even to the point where, uh, if one died, the other one would get all his stuff and has all, all his belongings. Yes. And a lot of these guys though, some, some of them though, it wasn't even a sexual thing. Some of them, it was like say you and i are pirates right yeah and we're best buddies we grew up together if you, if we become legally partners they can't put us on separate ships yeah okay so we're always together on the ship so we always got each other's back yeah and then if something happens to one of us the other one gets all their riches yeah so like, then it's like, why not? Yeah, and the sex is just a bonus. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, by the way, the name of it was uh, Mate Lotage, like M-A-T-E-L-O-T-A-G-E. Mate Lotage? Lotage? Mate Lotage? Uh, I know, I remember here. French. It, well, ironically, that I think it is French. Ironically, the French didn't like this. And the island of Tortuga, which is a real place, not some shit they just made up in Pirates of the Caribbean, which I thought it was. I was like, that's just a made up place. No, it's a real fucking place. Yeah. Uh, they actually, the I think it was the from what I remember, the French didn't like this practice, did not like it at all. So they actually sent hundreds of prostitutes to the island of tortuga to uh, divert men from marrying each other in this way right and the only thing that happened was this is what it said in this commentary was that uh it didn't stop the the marriages but it didn't increase the number of threesomes I mean, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, prostitutes, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> People aren't trying to marry prostitutes. No, no. You just, you and your buddy who are married, you go in, do your thing, you leave. <laughs> right. About pirates, though. About pirates. Uh, so, as you kind of mentioned earlier, there were legalized pirates for a while. Yes. Called privateers privateers and uh basically they did every fucking thing that a pirate did only they had a license to kill basically yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes yes they were pretty much the spies of the uh golden age of piracy yeah they said uh look go find that spanish ship you take that ship and you get its gold or silk or whatever the fuck it has on it that's worth money, yep. and you bring it back to us. And when you do so, give them this little piece of paper, like a fucking warrant, I guess, nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> and like, hey, by the way, I have the right to take your shit. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. 
And there, if they didn't like it, then uh, a battle ensued and people died. Yep. And then also, besides pirates and pirate tears, there was a fun little thing called a buccaneer. Buccaneer. Do you know what a buccaneer was and how it was different from pirates? Uh, uh, do not. I know. I know it was like it was one of those things that I feel like one country looked at them as buccaneers and the other looked at it as pirates. And like one was actually sanctioned by a government, right? No, that's pirateers. Oh, okay. Or privateers. Privateers. Buccaneers were uh, basically guys who were excellent hunters from the Caribbean islands and they because they hunted these wild boars on the islands right nice and so they became expert marksmen with these rifles and shit and what they would do is instead of attacking other ships a lot of times they would go and attack from a ship to something that was land based yeah and other way other buccaneers would basically go and like rowboats they would be based on land and they would have i mean basically rowboats yeah and they would paddle out to a ship and as they got closer to the ship <laughs> because they were such excellent marksmen they would like pick off the guys up on the deck who were controlling the sails and then their sails would get all fucked up and not do whatever the fuck they were supposed to do. I yeah. don't know. I'm yeah. not a pirate sailor. Yeah. And <laughs> and then they would jump onto the boat and fucking take shit over while everybody else before like nobody even knew what the fuck was happening. Yeah. But I think that was the major difference was that they were land based. And they would come out on their rowboats, oh, and then attack the ships with their with their long rifles and stuff. <laughs> They're land pirates, right? But yeah. kind of like Ethiopians and Somalians today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if we we're gonna hit on that about Somalian pirates. Yeah. So they're like those are they're though Ethiopians and Somalians are more like the pirates there are more actually like buccaneers yeah okay yeah <laughs> look at me look at me i am the captain now <laughs> <laughs> yes oh what a scary movie that was <laughs> i uh i dude i saw the best meme uh it was that but it was it was black panther looking at captain america and he was going look at me I am the captain now. I was like, oh, that's funny as <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, Have you ever seen the TV show Black Sails? No. No? It sounded like you've never even heard of this. I feel like I've... Uh, vaguely? Dude, it, it ran for four seasons on the Stars Network. Oh, that's why. Maybe one of my all-time favorite shows. Yeah. It was amazing. 
And it had a lot of these pirate characters in the show. Black Sails. What, hey, what was the other one? I remember you telling me a while back that I need to watch that. Uh, oh, like Banshee. Banshee. Yeah, and that was on that was on Cinemax. Skinemax? Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast, which I know seven of you are. Yeah. Uh, go watch Black Sails, the TV show. There's only like four seasons. And Banshee, the TV show from Cinemax. I think there's only like four seasons of that too. But they are well worth the watch if you're into action and badass fight scenes. Yeah. And gratuitous nudity. <laughs> Which I know four of the seven of you are. <laughs> now, I gotta ask. Um, well, not that I gotta ask, but you were mentioning earlier uh, Blackbeard the Pirate. Yes, Blackbeard the Pirate. Yeah. Edward Edward Teach. Edward Teach? Yeah, that's his name. His real name is Edward Teach. Huh. Yeah, I would have changed that too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what about him? He just seemed like a nice guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, you started in on him, and I was like, kind of waiting, like, all right, and we had we hadn't looped back around. I was like, all right, I'm gonna bring him back up, see what you got. Uh, oh yeah, black. Well, Blackbeard, he became more famous because he, he didn't really stay in the Caribbean area. He went up the coast to the Carolinas. Yes, and that's where he did most of his, uh, you know, work of the god. So to speak. Yeah. I know he was supposed to be one of the more ruthless ones. Like, well, actually, no. Actually, I, I read this, that he was, um, he actually didn't like killing people and would try to go out of his way to not. Yeah. Because it's uh, harder to kill people. Yeah. And the one of the funniest things I saw about him, that he would light his hair on fire, but he would <laughs> take hemp and weed and like intertwine it in his beard and whatnot and then light the end so it just looked like his like shit was smoking all over the place and you gotta think he was probably high as balls too from all that inhalation of uh hemp and whatever he could find oh like, yeah man. like part of me thinks he was just an old pothead is like this is gonna freak people out bro let me show you <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ah, I'm getting a good head buzz with this uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he uh he carried what was like six pistols on his front vest. Yes, dude. He also had on his uh, shipping vessel. They said he had, on one at one time he had forty cannons. Yeah, and basically, like he would show up, and people were like, "I'm good, dog." <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's too much. Like it, he just it was all about persona, I guess, yeah. and intimidation. Yeah. That's why he he felt like he didn't have to kill people because he could just intimidate them yeah. to the point where, you know, they're like, all right, well, we'll just give you our shit. Yeah. Like, just don't kill us. We'll just give you our shit. Yeah. Basically like I did when I was in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. Please <laughs> just take my lunch money. Yeah. Uh, the... Um, 
I'm trying to think what else was going on. Now, did you research at all about William Kidd? I did, but I also kind of want to talk about how Blackbeard died. All right, let's talk about that first. Let's talk about that. So, the end of the savage of Blackbeard, right? Yep. So, he's on the outer banks of North Carolina. Yes. Retired, and, by the way. Yeah. And he's paranoid as fuck. And these guys come out and uh, they have like basically two schooners. And he thinks that they're these English warships are going to come take him. And he's freaking out all night because he sees these two boats off in the distance. Yeah. And then when it comes daybreak, it's it's not who he thought it was. And he's like, ah, and he's like basically mad at himself. Like, ah, what a, what a, why was I being so stupid? Well, he was right the first time (laughs) (laughs) because they basically tricked his ass and (laughs) had these English soldiers like hiding under, under deck below deck uh right yeah hiding right below deck and then when they came up to the ship and he's like hey you know i thought you were somebody else you guys are cool nope they weren't fucking cool yeah they got him they got his ass uh shot him how many uh, they shot him multiple times yep when they executed him but it still didn't kill him so then he's standing there multiple gunshot wounds and he's like <laughs> look i can only imagine the face that he's making looking these people and i like they can't fucking kill me yeah oh it's right? probably insanity right so then uh the english uh swordsman or uh swords master or whatever they call him back there, the guy who was in charge of the fucking swords for the english guys right yeah comes up from behind and blindsides him with a blow to the fucking neck, which decapitates its ass. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even see it coming. I mean, that's kind of like a, a blessing. Yeah. Like, who yeah. wants to know that, right? But yeah. Came up from behind him and poof, off with his head. Off with his head. Um that's wild. I didn't know that. I knew uh, he, um, what was it on like Tortuga and whatnot? He actually at some one point became like a a magistrate or something like that. Like it became its own like little republic, and uh, in Tortuga of pirates and their piracy code, and then finally, you know, and they it was like a democracy there where they would like should we go attack them? Of course, and then like they'd go through all this, and finally, I think he got like. I don't know if it was boredom or just like, he's like, ah, I've done this. Uh, like, it's like, he's just like, it's time to hang up the coat. Yeah. <laughs> the only, only, you can only do so much murdering and robbing. Let's right. just, let's just hang up the coat. I'll go up to the coast of North Carolina. I'll smoke some weed, hang out. I don't got to let my beard on fire to do it anymore. Uh, you know, cause I was only in it for the money. Yeah. Listen to some Jimmy Buffett and just chill, man. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was more of an Alan Jackson guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's just chilling, bro. Yeah. 
maybe maybe a little Zach Brown band. Uh. <laughs> oh no, uh, <laughs> Jack Johnson. <laughs> Jack Johnson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, that was Blackbeard. Uh, wh- who William Kidd? Is that what he said? Yeah. And that, the only reason to bring him up one. I have relatives with the last name Kid, so that was. And oh, actually, yeah. when you were talking about Reed earlier, yeah. uh, I've got a cousin whose last name's Reed. Uh, it was just funny because I'm like, ah, maybe maybe I'm related down the pipeline to um, William Kid. Uh, yeah. But once All I you got, Irish fucks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one thing that stuck out about him, it was actually part of the the weird things about pirates you didn't know was one that they didn't actually bury their treasure, and the two or three that actually did, that's what ended up condemning them to death, because you're literally burying the evidence to convict you, to like hang you. Yeah, and. Yeah. He was one of the few that actually did that, and he buried it. Someone found it, and they used it to hang his ass. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, damn. But he did it more than once. Did it was really? a, it was a, it was a, uh, a common occurrence for him. Huh. It was like how Grandpa buries cash in the backyard. Right. Yeah, in a mayonnaise he's, jar. Yeah, he's got like five different mayonnaise jars in different spots in the backyard. Well, that was how William Kidd was with his treasure. Yeah, he would go to different islands and bury, bury his shit in different places. So there's still people to this day that are searching for more of his treasures that they think are buried in different places. That would be an awesome vacation me you and some metal detectors oh yeah and, and going after william kidd's treasures right uh one of the funny things about william kidd was he like basically retired from piracy for a minute right because yeah. he was he went from piracy to being nobody to all of a sudden he got commissioned from by the queen of england queen elizabeth I, I think it was commissioned him to go and basically uh be a pirate hunter right yes yeah so so he gets commissioned by the queen or whoever is in the queen or king of england to be a pirate hunter to go track down and take out these pirates that are causing havoc, right? Yeah. So what's he do is he goes and he gets his old pirating crew back together. And he's like, hey, boys, uh, you want to get a little revenge on them fuckers that we used to <laughs> we used to be in competition with? Let's go get them. Let's go kill them. <laughs> so instead of going after like the main pirates that were causing shit, they specifically <laughs> specifically went after the the guys that were like in the opposite clique because there was like a pirate clique. Of course there was, yeah. So we had you had like one set of pirates and another and like two different sets of pirates that basically were they would 
co-mingle with each other and they would help each other on like big missions like if they say there's a whole fucking armada of spanish ships going by and we can't take them alone well they'll get like eight or nine ships together and all go take them together right yeah it's like like a fleet well they had different cliques so <laughs> there was an opposing clique of pirates and he's like basically like we're going to go take all those motherfuckers out. <laughs> and that's what they did. And they, they went and they attacked for for like a year or two. They attacked only specifically the pirates that were on the opposing clique. <laughs> and, then, and then they like were getting, uh, basically getting screwed over by the realm. And they weren't getting paid like they were supposed to be getting paid. Oh snap! So they, so his his actual his uh, the people his crew was like, look, uh, we're not getting paid. We're gonna what we we're gonna do what we know, and that's piracy. So either you're gonna be our captain and we're gonna go back to piracy, or we're gonna throw you off. You're gonna walk the fuck up like yeah. Right, so he's like, "All right, fuck it, let's go <laughs> do some piracy again, man." And so that's what they did, and that's what. Uh, and then William Kidd, that's what that ended up being his downfall was. He went back to piracy, and he was an old man at this point, and couldn't keep up. And they got him, and he's fucking hanged. Damn. Yeah, I. Uh, you know some of the the fun facts that I had. One of them was actually about walking the plank. You know, walking the plank wasn't actually like a common practice. That was like more of a psychological torture that they do to people. Like they would actually, yeah. they would do shit. Like uh, I saw one that they would throw you overboard, and they would have a rope that went from the bot. Like basically, it, they had a rope attached from each side of the boat that went under the boat and they would essentially attach you to it and then drag you from one side to the other scraping your body across the bottom of the boat and all the barnacles are like razor sharp and would like slice the flesh off of you and if they didn't like you they would leave you in the middle to basically drag you along the ocean floor Uh, or just drown you or just drown you uh but the plank thing became famous because of cinema back in the day. But they yeah. did use it, like I said. They they would like if they if someone they were punishing someone, but it wasn't like they were going to torture them. They would go like you're going to walk like tell them they're going to walk the plank, uh, and it's just like a form of like we're going to leave you out in the ocean to die. But a lot of times they would because they would just off you if they actually did. Um, <laughs> what what I read was that the only like the first known. Uh, written account of somebody quote unquote walking the plank wasn't until like the early 1800s. Yeah. So almost a hundred years past the golden age of piracy. Yeah. Oh yeah. They found much more brutal ways to take care of people than just like, Oh, you're going to take a dip in the whatever. Oh, you're going to go swimming. No, (laughs) you're not going swimming. Yeah. We're all going to fill our socks full of quarters and beat the shit out of you. Uh, well, they did do the gauntlet. They did do the gauntlet. That was one of the things that they did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they would have all of the entire crew split up in two sections below deck, 
And you basically had to go down the middle of all of them. And each one of them had socks and shit like that that were full of fucking heavy objects that they could use as basically blunt instruments to beat you with as you ran through the gauntlet. (laughs) And then it was, you know, you had to make it to the other side. And that's how they dealt with people who, like, stole shit from other people on the ship and stuff like that. That's how they took care of internal conflicts. Solid. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely would fix it. Right. So everybody everybody else on the ship felt like, okay, they felt redeemed because they got to beat the fuck out of this guy as they ran through the gauntlet. Yeah. And then the guy felt like, okay, he got his punishment because he had to go through the gauntlet. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. There was something else, too, they used to do. Oh, uh, when they desert someone, they wouldn't, like, they desert them on a desert island or, like, a sandbar. Yeah. Um, and there was actually a story about, like, that happened. That was actually common practice. And it was mainly, like, it's just the crew couldn't stand someone. Like, it could be, like, this person's an asshole or this person's being a thief. But it could, if you think about it, it could also be, like, just that annoying guy at work. <laughs> and then, like, we just happened to be on a ship of, like, 30 guys. And, like, dude, it's been two months. This guy won't shut the fuck up. Yeah. Let's throw his ass on a sandbar. Right. Um, they would He's give the him. the ship's Karen. Yeah. Yeah. We, th- we throw Karen on the sandbar. Uh, you give him, like, a little bit of food, a little bit of water. Because that's, like, you know, it's a terrible way to die because it's slow. And they would give a you, like. A lot of times they wouldn't give him food water. They'd give him a Bible and a pistol. Yes. And it was like enough to, if they wanted to, they could, you know, hunt or eat with the pistol, but, you know, it's going to take a lot longer. Or the, as they put, they take the coward's way out and, you know, snap, snap, done. Yeah, uh, they got a single shot. <laughs> How yeah. much you want to do with that? <laughs> um, the, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Did there you, was a pirate, though, that, because no, that's a death sentence, right? Yeah. That's a death sentence. But there was a God. I wish I could remember his name. I know who you're talking about. I know where you're going. Like, but he he survived it. Survived. He flourished, right, yeah. and lived for a multitude of years on this island that was completely by himself, just him and some fucking random game that was on the island that he lived off of. And he would. There was like billy goats on the. I think it was that were on the island, and he would chase them. And make them run off of the edge of a cliff, and they would fall to their death. And then he would climb down the cliff, and then like <laughs> he and eat them. Like that was how he survived. Yeah, there was a there was another guy that I mean, this is like straight out of Pirates of the Caribbean. But there was one that who was a stranded. He actually made a raft, and. uh somehow made his way to an island and became captain like a year later. Like he made, like he made a raft, survived it and went back to go find his like old crew (laughs) who like deserted him. Yeah. As like a plot for revenge. (laughs) Oh, I'm back. Yeah. (laughs) You gonna leave me here with nothing but a pistol. You blimey bastards. Uh, (laughs) 
Arthur nothing but Ray James over and over and over again. <laughs> and now you're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you think that they... <laughs> You think because they were religious people, okay? They were religious people. Yeah. Do you think that they said the line like Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction when they would off people? <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> like that was originally a pirate thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that would be 10 levels of awesome. If I could see a Samuel L. Jackson character pirate sitting there like with his flintlock pistol. <laughs> you read the Bible, Greg? Yes! Well, there's this passage I've got memorized. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord. When I lay my vengeance upon thee. And it was the law who said. Oh, damn. (laughs) That fucking Catholic got it. I tell you. (laughs) He's talking some shit. Uh, (laughs) Now, uh, I'm trying to remember there. Did you know the thing about their earrings? No. What's that? So, all right. So, you know, the it's always they they wear hoops, the hoop earrings. There was multitude uses for their earrings, right? The big hoops. One, like, let's get in the, the metal itself. If you wear a gold earring, they thought it would help you float and make your way back home. So a lot of guys would actually inscribe the city in town of their home inside of their gold earring is a good luck charm to get them home. A lot of them wore silver on both ears as a funeral cost. Same thing with gold Uh, because they didn't want to just, they didn't want their body just be thrown out at sea. So they could basically, you could take their earrings off of their ears if they died and they would be taken to shore for a proper burial. So it was like a, it was like a last will and testament. Yeah. It was like your earrings if they're like pure silver. Now, here's the funny part about it. You know, like if you looked at Captain Jack Sparrow and he's got all that dangly shit hanging from his hair or he's got the big earrings, a yeah. lot of times they would put wax on the end of their hair or earrings that they would shove in their ears whenever they were actually firing cannons. So that's why they would have dangly shit. Or they would like weave rope in it and put a wax on it. So it then was they like would, their earplugs. Yeah. Which, you know, it would work enough. I mean, I guarantee you a cannon that damn loud and you're just throwing wax in it, but like it was just a way to keep from like, you know, your ears bleeding. Do <laughs> you think they really gave a shit about 
there there was no OSHA regulations. You know? No, but <laughs> dude, if it was me and I could do something to save my hair, like from going deaf, hell yeah, yeah I would do it. Um, you know the thing about the eye patches? Yeah, it covered the missing eyeballs. Close. Uh, <laughs> actually, I said I saw a thing that said if a pirate actually got like like their eye gouged out or something, if it happened on the sea, that would probably get infected and they probably wouldn't survive it. Um, but a lot of them would put an eye patch over one eye, and that one eye would get acclimated to the dark. So if they would storm another ship or even on their own ship, when they went under, like under, like in the brig or like whatever it's called, um, underneath the the main floor, I can't think of what it's called right now. Below deck. Below deck. Thank you. If they went below deck, it was dark. They might not even have candlelight, but it was real dark. So what they'd do is they'd storm a ship, fight everyone on top. They'd run below deck, and so their eyesight could acclimate to it. They'd raise up the one eye, so that one eye is acclimated to the dark so they could see. Because you don't want to like go under deck, and all of a sudden you're like seeing spots, and you can't see shit, and then some guy stabs you in the kidney with a, you know, or impales you with a sword. <laughs> Like it, it was like, like it was kind of like an ingenious way to like storm other people's ships. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I did not hear. That. I did not know that, but uh, it makes sense. Yeah, but I did hear that uh, a lot of historians say that it was com- it was common though for for one of for one of your eyes to for you to lose an eye. Oh, for real. Or lose a hand or lose a leg. I, I did hear about that. Like people would lose appendages from, you know, you got ropes with hundred hundreds of pounds of like tension pressure and it snaps or whatever. And you just happen to be holding on to it. And all of a sudden it like wraps around your hand and it pulls you. It's going to rip your arm off. Well, not the, not just that, but just constant battles. Like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like you're in, you're in a fight and there's no <laughs> the surgeon you have every almost every captain or every pirate ship had a surgeon on board yeah and if they didn't have a surgeon they would kidnap a surgeon and make them stay on board yeah and basically this guy's job was to amputate <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what he did and so you so if you fucked your hand up or you fucked your leg up that you it was amputated and then the way that they compensated for that was you got a little extra money when they when yeah. they divvied shit out at the end of it yeah old peg leg jones yeah so and then there was accounts of people who would actually be a little more uh loose with their left hand, let's say, <laughs> when they went into battle because they knew if they got it fucked up and had to get it removed, they got a whole bunch of extra money. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, dedication to the cause on a whole nother level. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. it is. Oh. Rum. Dude, let's talk. Okay, so we're talking about Jamaica, right? Jamaica's yep. red stripe land. Yep. And it wasn't even uh, 
it didn't even get its independence from England until early 1900s, right? Right. Did you know that Jamaica was the only island in all of the Caribbean that was an English colony? All of the rest, literally every other island, was all Spanish. That would make sense. Uh, and I actually... It makes sense on whole different levels. Like there's a, uh, I remember this is going to sound crazy, but in a so- social studies class, we actually studied about the waterways and how the, uh, like if you left England, like if you started at that height, the way the waterways and the flow of it, it would land you into the middle of the Americas for the most part. And if you went lower, like say Spain, you would land lower in the Americas because that's just the way the flow pattern of the water landed. So yeah, a lot of Spanish people were, uh, landing in central America and the Caribbean. That's not how the trade winds work. Not the trade winds. I'm talking about the waterways. Yeah. I'm talking about like currents and shit. Yeah. That's what uh, I'm talking about. Well, it, it you goes, have a, to it makes a all- circle. Yeah, all it didn't matter what country you were coming from. Yeah, you had to go south first. Yeah, whether you're coming from England, Spain, wherever, you had to go south first, down into like the Africa, into like halfway down Africa, basically. Yeah, before you could then go west because that's how the currents work. Oh, so So all all these countries did that and. A, a lot of times, that's why there was so much, uh, so such a huge uh, slave trade in the New World was because all these ships had to go south along the western coast of Africa before they could go west. So they didn't want to go across the ocean empty-handed when they went over. Uh, why go over empty handed with nothing to sell or trade when you got over there to resupply yourself? Yeah. So that's where the slave trade basically boomed was because they were, <laughs> they were basically trying to get merchandise. Let's just say if not for a lack of a better word. Yeah. To then trade once they got over to the Caribbean for, their supplies and stuff to restock once they for water and food and all that that they needed. So you're telling me my social study teacher was full of shit. That's what you're telling me. That's a, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm okay. telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember him saying that in such a simplistic way and I was like uh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny. Um I mean, but yeah, that also makes sense. It just it was I don't know. It was one of those things that he that guy tried to describe is like that's why like the French went to Canada and then it was like the English and then the Spanish if you look on like the coast of North America but part yeah. of me was always like I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the Vikings had to get over there somehow. Yeah. It. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Well, I think he was talking about it, it going up. And then down, right? Or was it? Yeah, because it because the the way the the waterways was, it would go up and then down the coast because the way the 
like I don't know if you know this about Europe, but they're they're higher they're higher up on latitude or longitude. Latitude is latitude. They're higher up on latitude, yeah. but they have the same temperature range that we have here, and that's because the water in the Gulf of Mexico is pushed uh, from the bottom and it curves up and hits their coast and heats it up, and then it gets. Uh, then it circles back around from the top and then it hits the top of Canada, goes down the coast, hits the Gulf of Mexico and like, like swirls back up. No, I think that's what he, yeah, that's what he was. It's the opposite of what you just said, actually. What? It goes up the coast and then over. No, it goes up. It goes up the American coast into like Greenland, Iceland area over to England. And then, goes down that coast all the way down to Africa and then comes back over uh, into into like the Caribbean area and which is why the Gulf of Mexico and all that is constantly hit by hurricanes and shit because that's the rotation it's a clockwise rotation around the Atlantic uh, Ocean geography that makes sense that yeah. makes sense I see what you're saying now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I should have taught your social studies class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he was that guy was always off playing chess with, against students. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's what he did, man. Every day he would challenge one student to chess, and then they would they they wouldn't have to take notes. They would just sit up front with him, and he would literally teach class while playing chess at the same time. And he would destroy every person. Which I mean, it it it's got to make you feel like you know. I guess when you beat that many people a day, even though it's a bunch of 12 year olds, uh, (laughs) you know, whatever makes, makes you feel good about yourself. All right. But like, the thing is he's a horrible teacher because he's focusing (laughs) on chess and not giving you correct information. (laughs) I mean, it is what it is. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. You never know. Uh, Yeah. You were focused on the chess game. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think i played him one time and yeah. he he smoked me in like three moves like i moved a piece he moved one checkmate i don't know if that's possible three moves yeah um hold on one two maybe it was four four or five like it's it, it's a trick that if you don't know it, yeah. that I because I didn't I I know how to play chess, but yeah. I don't know how to play chess. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I know the the order of the game, but I don't know the strategic of it. Right. Um, and he, dude, it, like he pulled that move on everyone. <laughs> I actually memorized it because I watched him do it so many times. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Anyway. Uh, Pirates. Chess was a was a common game that pirates loved to play. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, speaking of, you were talking about rum in Jamaica being yes. uh, the only British colony, yeah, in the land of uh, Spanish colonies. That's right. Which and, is why uh, we got Captain Morgan, right? Yeah, from uh, from Jamaica. Rum. Do you know the the history of Captain Morgan? Dude, we could do a whole podcast on that alone. We should. But basically, he was, the gist of it all was, he was 
another one of these guys who was hired by the governor of like the Jama- of Jamaica, a Port Royal or whatever the fuck the name of the town was. Yeah, and uh, to go out and cause a fucking ruckus, like <laughs> nice to 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 these other Spanish islands, and uh, basically to put an economic hurting on Spain in the name of the queen. <laughs> yes. And that's what he did. And uh, he was very good at it. He was actually a horrible uh, pirate, or not pirate, but a horrible sailor captain. Really? On a ship. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was said that it was about a 75% chance if you went out on a boat with him that you were going to run a land and no, <laughs> <laughs> and probably have to jump overboard and just to save your own life yeah. because he was horrendous when it came to maneuvering a navigating boat around and, yeah all that shit yeah. like he it was very bad at it yeah but what he excelled at was uh talking people into fighting basically i was about to say that as a joke he's a good people person i mean like look captain morgan he's a good guy he gets me he listens to me i mean look we sat there after work one day and he listened to my problems i feel like he cared but man (laughs) he cannot navigate worth a shit no (laughs) right yeah and uh, he was like the Vince Lombardi, though, of like, because he'd get, there'd be, it'd be definite, like, we're all going, this is a suicide mission, right? Yeah. We're all going to die. And he's like, no, listen. <laughs> and he'd give this whole speech about how they got to do what they got to do and all this other shit. And by the end of it, everybody's like, we're going to go fucking get him, you know, and they all go out and, and then they all die except for him, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? But, uh, yeah, so that was Captain Morgan. You know, speaking, you were talking about rum, and I know Jamaica was a huge uh, sugarcane producer, which is what you make rum out of. Um, did you know, here's another little fun fact, that barrels of water would get bacteria in them in the holes of ships. So to essentially kill off the bacteria, they decided to do like a trial by fire and they would just dump rum into the drinking water. And not only that, they would also, so, so this was actually a common practice for British soldiers. And I think British soldiers, even some pirates would get an allotment of six shots of rum, which is like half a pint of rum a day. So they could put it in their water and keep it sterile, right? So that's six shots every day. No wonder they're all like drunk and rambunctious. We're like, where is the rum gone? It's the only way they could like survive out there on the sea. Well, the pirates took a hold of this practice of, uh, because a lot of, you know, we didn't really cover this much, but a lot of pirates used to be ex-Navy militants, military people. Yeah. that so they took that practice of mixing rum and water together. Well, then they started adding lemons because lemons help to fight the vitamin C helps to fight against scurvy, which was a like a bad thing that happened to a lot of pirates. Ah, oh, they're scurvy. Uh, and then to give it 
to make it bearable so it's just not puckered ass lemon water with rum they'd add sugar into it so essentially they're drinking lemonade and rum yeah all day that sounds amazing i know and that's what they called uh grog Mm, that was grog Mm, the grog yeah or i need me grog i did read that a lot of (laughs) like their so their meals consisted of grog and bread yeah and their bread had either uh maggots in it or uh some kind of worm in it so (laughs) millworm maybe so they preferred the bread with the maggots in it because it tasted just slightly better than the bread with the worms in it. Yeah. It gave it a little a slightly better taste to it. I like, mean, you know, bugs have a lot of protein in them, so Yeah. 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 Uh yeah. So how pirates became pirates. Uh we can jump into that real quick before we get out of here. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the press, the press gangs? Uh-uh. So in England, a press gang would come up. They didn't have enough people to man the ships, to do the labor on these warships, right? And they're trying to build their navy. So what they would do is they would literally kidnap people off the streets and for, and like bust them up in the head, knock yeah. them out. And when you'd come to, you're on a ship. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, yeah, you're now a member of the Royal Navy. Yeah. And uh, you have, and basically you're stuck. You're doing this. And the only way to get out of that was to jump overboard and swim yourself to some place and try and, or if you guys went to port somewhere to try and escape from the ship. A lot of people didn't, but those that did, now they find themselves in the Caribbean or some other place, and they're far, far, far away from home Yeah, with no place to get back, no money, not a fucking dime to their name. Oh, yeah. And no way to survive other than putting to use the skills that they learned while working on this naval ship. As a pirate. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the only thing that they know. Those are their skills. So they're going to do what they can to make money. Yeah. Do what you got to do, homie. And a lot of these pirates, they would do exactly that. They would go out on two or three runs on a ship just to make enough money to buy passage back to England and get back to their families. A lot of these pirates were not full-time pirates. They're just part-time guys who found their way off of these other ships. Yeah. And from multiple different countries, just trying to earn enough money to get back to their loved ones. Well, that's kind of sweet. Yeah. I mean, you got to love them. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're not bad guys. They're really not. Right. right. 
So like the only really the only full time pirates were the captains of the ships who owned yeah. the, owned the pirate ships like Blackbeard, let's say, yeah, and like their quartermasters who had been on the ship with them for a long time and stuff like it. Like those are pretty much the only people on the ship that were actually full time pirates. These other guys had other shit that they they did or with their lives and just did it as like a side gig to make a little extra money every once in a while or like i said to get back to their homeland wherever that happened to be yeah so pirates man that's wild yeah well that'd be wild just to wake up even in today's world just wake up and be like sorry you're you're now the cabin boy like what (laughs) i i used to be a doctor in the real world (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right dude i mean imagine that like you're sitting you're at work you you get off of work you're like okay well i gotta go home to my two kids and my wife but i'm gonna stop by the pub first and have a couple have a couple rounds with the boys right you go they <laughs> you go to the pub you have a couple beers you go to the bathroom to take a leak while you're in the bathroom somebody comes up behind you and busts you in the head with a club then they take you out through the back door. Your friends don't even know what the fuck happened to you. Yeah. Your family has no idea what happened to you. And you're gone. You just become a missing person at that point. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you wake up on a ship and you're and now you're part of the Royal Navy, you know? And it's and it was legal. Yeah. It was a hundred percent legal. Like it was a thing that they did and a lot of these a lot of these bar owners tavern owners would uh be in the pockets of these guys too and they would uh they would kidnap people themselves and like <laughs> lock them in the fucking ale cooler and shit like that and uh until the press gang would come to their bar and be like yeah i got five guys in the cooler just waiting for you uh <laughs> that's wild and they would get paid for that shit yeah indentured slavery yeah pretty much (laughs) that's what it became yeah Yeah. human trafficking on the seas man human trafficking it's always existed yeah (laughs) yeah that's crazy so basically what pirates were were the escaped slaves of human trafficking yeah and they were uh, getting revenge on the fucks that <laughs> captured them and enslaved them <laughs> to begin with. Yeah. Right? Fighting fire with fire. Yeah. Let's end on that. Yeah. Let's, let's end on that thought. Like, yeah, that's just getting revenge on them fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Hot me, hearty Joe Ho. Yo, ho, yo, ho. All right, Alex. Yeah, buddy. Let's say a pirate gets online and wants to find out that we have social media. Where would they fucking go? Or a pirate could find us at all the social medias. You could go to the Twitter, the at Think Soberless. You could go to the Instagrams and the Facebooks at Soberless Thoughts. And you could even tell your pirate a message and send it to us via email at soberlessthoughts at gmail.com. And uh, if you see somebody down at the end of the pub and they're wasted and they look like they're about to fall out of their chair 
and you think that the bartender is in on the gang and he's going to go cap them and put them into the cooler and sell them off to the press gang. What you need, what you need to do is you need to intervene and then you tell that guy, Hey, wake up and go listen to serverless thoughts. That's right. Go learn your way around it. <laughs> we need to get the word out there. You need to tell your buddies and your friends and all your in-laws. Basically, tell all your in-laws about soberless thoughts. That's right. Let them all know. That's right. Come here and learn something. Because we give true and accurate and correct information uh, 75% four, of the time. <laughs> I was going to say 4% of the time. <laughs> but we'll go with 75. Sure. Out of 4% of the time, it's 75% of the time. <laughs> uh, 4% of the time, it's 75% correct. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, what do we say when we get out here? We like to say if you're in the skillet, stay cheesy, keep it greasy, and flip on out. I've never been much of a family man. Love's such wasted on me. Many times lover, though never love long. I left my old life for the sea. And though fuck all has changed in regards of a wife, a family I found all the same. But instead of a wedding, we boarded a ship and set sail for fortune and fame. Cause brothers and sisters in blood's what we are, yeah, the blood of our enemies and ours. And I know where I'm bound, I shall never atone, and I'm dying, but I'll never die alone. And I've never been much of a gambling man Or to saw my chances alone But why then a pirate, you ask yardly A risky old life, don't you know? But think for your speech, you ignorant fool Surely my way is filled with strife But it's living, you see, not just being alive A day is worth all of your life Sisters in wine's what we are Yeah, the wine of our enemies and ours And I know where I'm bound I shall never atone And I'll die, but I'll never die alone And I've never been much of a God-fearing man The Lord's golden road, it ain't for me and I know that I'm a sinner and you want me to hang And it's holds on my soul to be free Sure I could be a farmer, a slave, shame and toil Then your sins I'd have to endure And the king would take my land And the church would steal my soul, soul to hell With that life from before So brothers and sisters in sins what we are Yeah, the sins of our enemies and ours